The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome one. Welcome all to the NFC East Mixtape Volume 76, I believe, if I have counted correctly. My name is Arjojo. His name is Brandon Lee God, and I'm speaking fast because I'm heavily caffeinated. We are recording this on a Tuesday coming off of a Monday Night Football victory for the Dallas Cowboys over the New York Giants. Lots of NFC East stuff to talk about. That's what this show is, the NFC East Mixtape. You can listen to it on any of the four NFC East podcast networks at SB Nation, blogging the boys for Dallas Cowboys content, Hogshaven for Washington Commanders, Big Blue View for New York Giants, or Bleeding Green Nation for the currently first place Philadelphia Eagles. You can also watch it on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the blog and the boys YouTube channel. You can tweet or Instagram either of us. He is at Brandon Gowton on both platforms. I am at RJ Ochoa on both platforms. BLG, life is good. I am so happy. I am thrilled. I am ecstatic. I am talking very, very fast. Um, as you know, when you come off of a Monday night football game, you got, you either have to kill or be killed. And that's what I'm trying to do right now from a content standpoint. What time did you go to bed last night? Um, I laid down at like one forty-five. Um, wow. but I don't know if you're like me, like I, I can't just like lay down and go to sleep. Like I have to play on the phone for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like kind of wind yourself down, sure. browse a few different Decompress, things. if you will. Right. Exactly. So I, I probably fell asleep about two Oh five, two ten, something like that up and at him 6 AM kids crying you know gotta gotta put the coffee pot on gotta take the dog for his mile walk i'm out here crushing it i got a carbonated water in my hand i mean the whole the whole world's in front of me i mean you know what i mean like who cares let's do it again let's do it again tonight no let's not do that again tonight uh and i'm sure you'd be feeling differently once that actually got to that point but uh, a little trivia question for you rj at the top of the show okay which nfl team mm-hmm. is undefeated the only one in the NFC. That would be the Eagles of Philadelphia. Formerly somehow, the Steagles. Formerly one half of the Steagles. Somehow this has not dampered your optimism. Because the Eagles uh, look pretty good, RJ. They do. Look, let me be very clear. We're about, we're going to run through everything. Uh, we have a new, um, I wouldn't say segment, but a new game that we're going to introduce. Brandon's a little bit under the weather, um, so he's powering through. So Brandon gets an early MVP vote um, here on, on the mixtape. Um, but... Um, I'm I'm excited. I don't I have no idea what what this this season has in store for the Cowboys. They've won two games in a row. I have some some qualms with what they've done. I've, I've been happily surprised and and happily proven wrong through this particular tiny little two game run. Um, my biggest source of joy comes from the idea that after week one, it felt like well we just have to like 
We just have to like crawl through four months of, of sludge. You know what I mean? And so that is not true. That's the truly exciting thing. Bring on the fall. Bring on the baked ribs. Um, I tweeted this out, um, and, and we can. The that's one of my favorite. Ribs. That's one of my favorite things to make in the fall is bake okay. like you bake them in the oven. Um, you said that like it's like a normal thing that everyone I did, does. I, it's really nice. It warms the house up. It's like a cool meal. I really enjoy. Bring it, on but, the fall. Bring on pumpkins and and uh, you um, know haunted hay rides and bake ribs. <laughs> two things on the subject of food. Um, I promised the blog and the boys audience that. Should the Cowboys win their third game in a row, which is against the Washington Commanders, that I will eat half of a cheesecake during our postgame show. So we'll see about that uh, cheesecake, something we've talked about many times. And I tweeted this out early on Tuesday before we started recording. Um, I've been proven wrong on some things. We can talk about them. And in the spirit of um, of right. like acknowledging things that I've been wrong about, and I think we should all do this in life. You do a great job of kind of like, hey, you know, what are, what are some potholes in my line of logic uh, with this, that, or the other? I said to myself, you know what, RJ? You've never really given sour cream a fair shake. You know what I mean? You get your baked potatoes with just butter. Let's try it. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. You know what I mean? Maybe sour cream sucks. I, but I like sour cream dip. You know what I mean? So I have to imagine. I mean, it, what do you it's mean hard to mess up a baked dip. potato. Well, like, 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 like ranch onion dip. You know, like you get some chips. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's, okay. it's basically sour cream with like ranch powder. Mm. Um, and so I like that a lot. And it's I like it with potato chips. So I have to imagine I would like it with a potato. So that's something I'm going to do at some point yeah. soon is eat a baked potato with sour cream. Shout out to the Cowboys for inspiring me. All right. Let us all know how that goes. I definitely you've kind of downplayed the temperature contrast that I brought up before with various things that included. But I think that's nice, too. You need something to cool it down with a hot baked potato. Baked potatoes are like freaking so hot. Like when you pull them out, you like, you, you know, right. You, cut them open they're like there's a lot of steam coming out of that bad boy you mm -hmm. need something to cool it down a little bit too do you eat the skin um, uh sometimes it depends how hungry i am right good point um okay well let's get through um the recap which is much shorter this week because we only had two games between the four teams and we'll get to a little bit of the preview uh we've got a big time another revenge game on the docket for the first place Philadelphia Eagles. That is where we start the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles who have scored fewer second half points this season. The Dallas Cowboys, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> wow, what a framing, uh, what a delusional framing. Victorious on Sunday against the Commanders 24 to eight. Um, talking about like specific quarter scoring, 24 points for the Eagles in the second quarter, eight in the final for the Commanders, kind of a, a pity garbage time thing. Um, I'm not at all shocked anymore by the Eagles. I don't know that anybody can be. Um, I do think the Cowboys are going to be more of a competitor. We'll see how this all shakes out. But I think the Eagles are the clear favorite right now. They look like the best team. Um, they look like the best team in the NFL right now. We both do power rankings at Bleeding Green Nation and Blogging the Boys. They were my number one team. I haven't had a chance to, to read mm -hmm. yours yet. I, I presume they were for you as well. Um, it's hard. It's hard to find holes, especially it's like, I tweeted this out. It's such low-hanging fruit. AJ Brown reminds me so much of Terrell Owens, and I know we both love T.O. Wow, the first he, person to make this comparison. I, I mean, like, I'm sorry, but it's it's like I just want you know, just add me to the the like never-ending list. And Devontae Smith shows up. Like that. This was, mm. I guess, what maybe every Eagles fan was waiting for, right? Like waiting for that shoe to drop, waiting for to kind of get the the Rob into this Batman or however you want to look at it. No, um, no Robins here. Only three Batmans are. You get my point. Following Eagles news very closely. Um, and, and my last point on this, and, and I'm curious for your, your thoughts on the game is I really expected more. And I know you'll roll your eyes from Carson Wentz and really from the Washington offense. I didn't expect them to be just be like this flat. Like this was really, really bad. We had seen some signs of life in the first two weeks of the season, but maybe they really, truly are just kind of stinky. 
I'll get into the wince of it all in the Commanders, I guess, when we get to them, uh, which is last, dead last in the division all of a sudden. Uh, but for the Eagles, speaking of things we were wrong about, both you and I, but especially me more so, considering I cover them <laughs> more daily, uh, Jalen Hurts. I am very impressed with how he's played. Uh, I did not think I was going to see a night and day difference because I don't think we really saw a ton of evidence in that in training camp. Not that he had a bad training camp. It didn't have one that would make me think he was actually going to have like a Josh Allen kind of leap. Like whenever that comparison was made this offseason, I'm like, that's not a great comparison to me. And I feel like I had valid reasons why I didn't believe that. Like I didn't, I didn't think it was apples to apples as many people did, but clearly I like underrated that the value of him being such a grinder that he is uh, and his just like obsession with getting better. And really kind of, it's, it's really interesting to bring up all this in the contrast of Carson Wentz, because those were like pitfalls and shortcomings for him and be amenable to coaching all of that. Like all those things about Jalen hurts. Um, you know, I, I always believed in those. I just wondered if the talent was enough, uh, but clearly it is because he looks great out there. I really liked, how he was giving his receivers chances to make plays on the ball against the commanders. That is something, again, to contrast it to Wentz, that Wentz never really did. Like, he he was not a good jump ball uh, kind of guy. So for Hurts to do that, and then actually have the receivers in Devontae Smith, who's, he's a wide receiver one. And so is AJ. They're both wide receiver, kind of one caliber uh, players, especially the way they're playing right now. And it's a scary offense when you have that, when you have Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, because guess what? Like, Quez Watkins is a decent third guy. Uh, Dallas Goddard's one of the better tight ends in the NFL. Like, there's no shortage of weapons here. And for all the success that Jalen Hurts has had and the credit he deserves, we're talking about an MVP kind of candidate here. A lot of those throws, he's getting plenty of time to pass the ball. Like, this offensive line and pass protection especially is still as good as they come. So they're, they're a force. Jalen has been really impressive. Uh, I, I mean, this is so stupid, but like if you had to award the MVP after like the, at this point of the season, it's between him and Lamar Jackson. I said that on the Espionation NFL show on Monday. Um, he's He's been exemplary. And to your point, everyone like everyone who's touched the ball has been, you know, like playing. I think I feel like above expectation, um, at least for someone like you. Right. You know, you're really rational and fair, I think, when it comes to your ego analysis miles sanders hey shout out to me i always believed in miles sanders you thought he was overrated you thought oh my gosh how dare you petition for miles sanders to be one of the most underrated players of the nfc east blah 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 blah. whatever well, this is my victory I, I have a thing on that that i could really bring up if you wanted me to he's like late ranks like lowest in the nfl and but, uh, but he works for them expected. like like it all it, it works in synchronization with what they're trying to do. And I don't mean to like, you know, well, the run game like, was like uncharacteristically bad against Washington, which was interesting because they had a really bad run defense. So that was like the one thing I could actually nitpick in the specific performance. But to your larger point, yes, the run game, I, I'm not like worried about it. It'll be a big boon for this team. I normally think um, this kind of stuff is lame, but um, there was a story, I'm sure every Eagles fan saw it, that Nick Sirianni showed the, um, there was the Kobe clip that came out from the Redeem Team documentary that's going to be coming out uh, in a month uh, about how he didn't care about Pau Gasol, uh, you know, in the Olympics. It was super awesome story, super classic Kobe Mamba mentality thing. And I normally think that stuff is lame. Um, however, I love that Nick Sirianni, my guy, said this is really topical right now. Kobe's a Philly guy. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's tie this all. And, and Carson, like, 
I don't know what the message was. Maybe the message, you know, there are, there are players who won a Super Bowl technically with Carson Wentz, right? Hey, Jason Kelsey, I know that's your dude, but like right now, let's go destroy him. And they did. Like I, I Fletcher Cox, like whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that that's really cool. I think that the Eagles had their way with Carson Wentz. They they have proved at every opportunity that they made the right decision. There's no more. Like I do think the Colts are probably wondering, man, did we did mm. we mess up trading away Carson Wentz? I don't think there's any doubt like that within the Eagles organization. No, not at all. And I just want to say like. It's really nice to be an Eagles fan right now in terms of like they're three and the vibes That's are good. Team in the NFC, the vibes are good. You have a quarterback who's 24 years old. who's playing like MVP of the league. You have a defense that's like has improved since week one. They gave up just 13 total points in their last two games. You have a first round pick from the Saints next year. So not even like is the, mm. is the present bright and they're getting worse. Like they're, they're only getting worse. They're as getting the season rolls on. I mean, again, if the Falcons weren't like all time chokers and blew a 16 point lead in the fourth quarter, Saints are 0 and three right now. And they're one of the only two 0 and three teams in the NFL. Like that'd be crazy for the Eagles to be eyeing up that like, like everything is going right. <laughs> and, and again, the players they are succeeding with aren't just like older vets too. Obviously there's, you know, Jason Kelsey, right. there's some older guys in the mix, but like AJ Brown is what? 25. Devontae Smith is whatever, like 24. Like these are like young guys who are going to be here. These are core. This is a core. This isn't just like, okay, we yeah. pushed all our chips in and it's this year or bust. Like, no, this is like a, a team on the rise. That is also arguably the best team in the NFL. It's, it's, it's like, it's pinch yourself. It's, it's almost too good to be true. It's just like, yeah, they're amazing. And it's also really weird because last thing I'll say on this is that, heading into the season it's always well whenever you expect the eagles to be good they're bad no like everyone expected them to be this good and they are this good if not better i will say so we toyed around with um instead of like reviewing the games doing like one good and one bad take or opinion or whatever vibe uh on every team and my like you know and, and maybe eagles fans are already considering this like like before the season there were all these eagles fans who are so used to the like misery right like no no stop talking about this no i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend the eagles are gonna be bad because they're 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 only good when i think they're bad blah 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 um like like I think it's like this is a, a lame sports talk question, but like, are they peaking too early? Right? Like, like are are the are the good times here too soon? We've seen that happen a lot. I mean, well, like, you, on you, that point though, you, RJ, like you look at their schedule, and it's like, yeah, right. they could go ten and zero. Their schedule's easy. Well, they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. They could, and to be very clear, they are currently playing like the best team in the NFL. But I would say that they're probably the least challenged by injury and by weird stuff in the NFL right now. Like, I think the Bills are in contention to be one of the best teams in the NFL. Their secondary was wiped out by and and. Not that Miami took like complete advantage of that, but that was obviously an issue for them. And so we haven't seen Philly had to deal with that. They've been very fortunate and, and you could argue they've safeguarded against those, you know, would be, um, you know, hurdles that they're likely going to face throughout the season. Those things aren't guarantees, but they are probable. Um, and, and you don't want players to get hurt, but it's the NFL. Like you have to, you have to assume that something like that is going to happen. And so I'm interested to see how, how this Eagles team handles adversity. They seem very, very well equipped for it. Um, but, but you do wonder if the vibes and everything is going so well, so soon. Um, and, and I think something that's very interesting to note and something that would maybe if, if I were you, just because it's been like, I don't think that it's fair for people to be like, well, this is who hurts has always been. No, 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 no. There, there has been a growth and an evolution yeah. and credit to him for that. But you like, it's always in the back of your mind. Like, is he going to regress to that? And we've talked so much as like an NFL world. Okay, Lamar is going to get paid. Lamar, the Ravens look so stupid. Lamar is going to get paid in the offseason. What about Jalen Hurts? Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts is going to be eligible for a new deal in the offseason. And how, if you're Jalen Hurts, how can you not, you know, I don't say like hold out, but how can you not demand it after you put together what this season is looking like it's going to be for him? Well, to the point of like not everyone just saw this easily coming 
with Jalen Hurts. I mean, the Eagles didn't. They they were interested in Russell Wilson. They were interested in Deshaun Watson. Those guys didn't want to come here. And it worked out, you know, for them that they didn't. Um, but, it, you know, it wasn't even like they were like, you know what? We love Jalen Hurts so much. And we know he's going to take this huge leap that we're not even going to be interested in those guys at all. That's not the case. Um, but uh, when it comes to, like, the weaknesses of this team, it's things like what you're talking about that you can kind of nitpick or like they're good. They're, they're champagne problems. They're like, right. you know, is this team really good too soon? Or, uh, well, why isn't the team, you know, totally blowing out the opponent in the second half? It's like, you know, that's, those are good problems to have. Imagine being like, you know, the Raiders right now, or even the commanders yeah. and feeling like, right. like, yeah, we would love to have that problem right now. Are you kidding me? Um, so I, I definitely don't think there's anything too big right now. I, I will say one of my biggest things with Hertz was like I need to see him go up against an elite quarterback on the other side of the field I know it's not playing him directly one-on-one but like I need him to go into a matchup against Josh Allen or Brady or whatever like some one of these guys and like look like the better quarterback and, and lead the team to victory and I, I still need to see that but like I feel good about I feel a lot better about that than I used to because he's, he's playing at a high level if we're if we're talking about like biggest takeaway biggest strength it's, it's Jalen Hurts right now he is the straw that stirs the drink I would say I agree with that. Um, I would say that for me, I I probably grade the Vikings win more highly than a lot of people, not just Eagles fans. I mean, I, my my love for the Vikings and for for Kirk the player are, are well known. Um, I, but other than that, I kind of feel like the Eagles have done what they're supposed to do, and that's not their fault, right? Like you you know you you end up in these like cyclical arguments, like well, you can only play who's on your schedule type thing. Okay, like respect you have you've answered the few challenges that this young season has presented, and like next one is Doug Peterson, right? Like you 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 slayed Carson Wentz. Not that anybody thought he was going to beat you, but you you took care of that narrative. Now Doug Peterson's up next. Let's see how this goes. That's I'm way more excited about this Eagles Jaguars looking like an early candidate for game of the year. Who would have ever thought? Jags are like second in DVOA. They're like up. I forget exactly where they are in point differential, but they're up there. They just blew out the Chargers. Now the Chargers were missing like. Oh, Her, well, we'll Herbert that. was hurt, and like they're missing Keenan Allen and Corey Lindsley, and like they're missing and Rashawn Slater and Bosa. They're missing basically and JC Jackson. They're missing like basically everyone, but still, like to go out on the West Coast there and just dominate them, that's real. And like, hello, if I let's <laughs> hey, I'm wrong about Jalen Hurts. I um I can say that. I think I'm very right about Doug Peterson <laughs> and that part of it all because I, I was like, the Eagles scapegoated him, and it's like whatever things have worked out for them. But it's still, I think, true that he was not as much to blame as people wanted, made him out to be, at least at the end of that 2020 season and, and going into all of that. I think Carson Wentz is clearly not aged well in that respect. But uh, again, we'll get to him. Doug Peterson, like this is going to be a tough game. And uh, honestly, maybe this is a weak take to you, but I love Doug. So like, if the Eagles lose this game, am I going to feel good? Ah, here no. we go. But I'm no, I'm not going to feel like happy about it, obviously. But like, I will feel good for Doug. And it's very rare that you know you you're in a situation where your team goes up against another team and like you can feel good for them. I usually never feel that way. But if there's one person I can feel that about, that way about, it's Doug because he deserves it, and I think he's doing a good job already in Jacksonville. It's going to be a tough game. The Eagles opened this seven point. Favorites, oh no way, no way. Sorry, it's like that's so much. That's so much against a team that's like looking pretty. Trevor Lawrence is playing great right now. He's like five touchdowns, zero interceptions. They'll have passed a couple two weeks here. Like, I like the points in this game. 
Well, you have taken the points against the Eagles every single week. Everybody can hear right. uh, you and I together, along with Rob Stetzger, every Friday on the SB Nation NFL show. We make our weekly picks. BLG, um, not a true believer in the Eagles, obviously. We'll get to the Jaguars part of this. I do uh, want to just quickly slide this in because it is important. You mentioned the Jaguars, um, you know, DVOA status. Jaguars uh, or Jaguars? Uh, Jaguars. Uh, it is the London week, so we probably have to go, or one of the London weeks. So we got to go Jaguars, plus the Premier League's back this week. So uh, Jacksonville is second in total DVOA. Shout out to our friends at Football Outsiders. They are 12th, or excuse me, uh, fifth in offensive DVOA. To your point, they are fourth in defensive DVOA, 17th in special teams, but second overall, Philly, fourth overall, the Cowboys, sixth overall. That's you know really interesting to me. We'll get to them in, in just a moment, but just so we're very clear on this, because it is the NFC East mixtapes, we got both the Eagles and Cowboys in the top six. The New York Giants are 28th in overall mm. DVOA. The Washington Shocker. Commanders, have you seen them where they're at? No. They are 32nd in overall. Wow. <laughs> that seems a little harsh. That doesn't um, seem right. I think we do this sometimes. For anyone who doesn't know uh, what DVOA is, again, um, go read Football Outsiders. They're tremendous. It's essentially a ranking of how well you fare um, against opponents that, you know, with, with everything adjusted for opponents, because sometimes you play trash teams. That, that's probably the, the most like, you know, TLDR version of that that you can come up with. But it, it, it's a way of, of measuring how good teams are based off of the quality of what they've done in games against the quality of the opponents that they have played. It's an interesting measurement. Obviously, there's a lot of data in the NFL world right now. The Jags are second in point differential, by the way. Mm. Just under the oh. Bills. And just well, they the just Eagles. blew out. They, they, they had the luxury of blowing out the Chargers. Yeah. The Colts, excuse me. I mean, like, so, you know. That's, I mean, the Colts just beat the Chiefs. Well, thankfully, the Colts are on the schedule for the Cowboys and Eagles, too. But, okay, let's get to the Cowboys uh, before our break. Um, Monday Night Football. Can you give me a dun-dun-dun-dun? By the way, I, I have really enjoyed um, Monday Night Football this year. It's felt like a better production to me. It's felt like more professional. I didn't need the, I don't know how much of this you saw, but they're like overproduced, uh, like intro segments and stuff. Like, I don't need you to film Stephen A being like, the cow I don't need any of it. Like, it's just get to the game. Like, seriously, you know, you're wasting all of our time. Uh, but the Cowboys get their second one of the season, second in a row, get on the right side of 500. Thanks to a 23 to 16 victory mm. over the New York bad once again at football giants. The biggest story out of New York on Monday BLG was Aaron judges continued chase of history. At one point they had the like simulcast going on and it's like, Daniel Jones should not be on the same screen. It's Aaron judge. Like that's, that's so unfair to the city of New York, even though it's not happening in New York um, at halftime, the score was six to three and the Cowboys at that point in time had played 10 quarters on the season, and they had not scored a touchdown in nine of them. But they rectified that quickly in the third quarter. Um, just a huge second half after a little bit of a bumpy start. CeeDee Lamb had a terrible game in the first half and change, and then came alive. Everybody is looking at the one-handed catch with a touchdown, but it was the yeah. fourth and short conversion I thought that was so impressive by him. I really... I've been so impressed with Cooper Rush. I thought the Cowboys just kind of were lazy about QB2. I thought Noah Brown was just them being lazy about not doing things. I thought not kicking Jason Peters out to left tackle was was a bad idea and unfair and unfair to him and to Tyler Smith. And I think that some of those things are still true as far as the process of it all. But the results right now support the decision to do what they did, right? The Cowboys have the right to take the victory lap today. I'm going to put some sour cream on my baked potato. They... They look like a functional NFL team. And part of what my excitement is, is coming, you know, sort of around that I talked about at the beginning is this Cowboys Eagles game in a few weeks has some juice. And mm. I know that every Eagles fan thinks there's this wide gap and there, there might very well be. 
but this mm. is at the very least going to be a game of significance from a record and standing standpoint. It didn't look that way two weeks ago. Um, I think the Cowboys are clearly the second best team in the NFC East, which isn't necessarily yeah. saying a lot, uh, but they're two and one and they have a lot of reinforcements coming back by way of Dak Prescott, Michael Gallup, Connor McGovern for offensive line depth, James Washington, if you think he offers anything. I thought Donovan Wilson was amazing. He was one of my stock up players, but they still have J. Ron Curse coming back. I do think the arrow is pointing up for this team, and they've gotten two of their harder games out of the way in the Bucks and Bengals already. Michael Gallup, too, right? I Next said, week. Thanks for uh, I didn't hear if you said I, I You listed a lot of names there. I wasn't sure if you said him. But um, look, a big reason why I made the Cowboys my lock of the week pick, which I aced for oh, the look ahead from the SB Nation oh, NFL I'm so show. so mad at but whatever. Go ahead. Uh, I picked it. because. Why did I say it? Do you remember why? I said I, I was picking them, like a big reason why. Uh, Cooper Rush. I don't. I really don't recall. But that was like ten was, podcasts ago for me. I really don't remember. It's fine. But I'm just saying. Speaking of people, don't listen. Uh, that there's a big mismatch between the Cowboys' biggest strength, which I think is their pass rush, and what the Giants have right. up front on their offensive line. Sure enough, uh, per Adam Schefter, Daniel Jones was pressured a total of 24 times on Monday night, the most by a quarterback this season, and the second most over the past two seasons. The Cowboys officially on the stat sheet that I'm seeing by ESPN here had five sacks and 12 quarterback hits. Like they, they were just able to get to Daniel Jones at will. I saw some people comparing Evan Neal to uh, Winston justice. Once upon a time, who just got destroyed by the giants in a, in an Eagles giants matchup. Um, yeah. The, the giants offensive line was totally just outmatched by the Cowboys pass rush. And that's, it's legit. Um, the Cowboys were tied for sacks in the NFL entering Monday Night Football, having only played two games with the Eagles, who had just had a nine-sack performance. Um, so that really speaks to the pass rush that the Cowboys have going on. That's for real. I want to ask you, speaking of that Eagles-Cowboys matchup coming up, and that is a very – that's very much like a box for Jalen Hurts to check still in terms of sure. I brought up the good quarterback thing. Well, not just that, but also his two games against the Cowboys, and one of them was at the tail end of a very bad 2020 season where the team was you know garbage and injured and in disarray. Um, so – like whatever. Um, but last year they got destroyed, obviously, when they played on Monday night football. So both of Jalen Hurts' starts against Dallas have been blowout losses so far, and that very much needs to change. Uh, I think it, there's a good chance it will. Um, but like what is really going on with Dak? Like, because apparently he's gonna be back next week. Like, I don't buy that. Um, I don't think he's gonna be back next week. And I thought because he said that, right? So he said to Lisa Salters that he might. So I actually thought uh, we record, we say this all the time because it's important in the world of podcasting. We record sure. this on Tuesdays. It's 2.37 p.m. Central Time as I'm speaking on Tuesday, September 27th. Um, Jerry Jones does weekly radio hits on 105 to the Fan on Tuesdays and Fridays. And I thought what he said on Tuesday was maybe some of the most honest and realistic, or one of the most honest and realistic things he said in a very long time. And it wasn't like negative. It was just not overly zealous. Um, he, he noted Dak had the stitch removed. Uh, that was like, well, chronicled and discussed on Monday. And he noted that Dak could play a game on Sunday, this Sunday, if, if he had to. However, it, it's a matter of him being able to grip and throw the ball. Right. So you can't then. No, but like, I understood what his point was. Like, his point was like, he could physically get hit. You know what I'm saying? Like that, they're not worried yeah, that about it. doesn't like, matter. <laughs> no, but like that, that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? Like at the beginning of it, like his thumb was fractured. Like the thumb is healed. So I, and he, he actually said, we don't know that yet. So I, I do. I, I get where they're like, I don't think they're they're playing both sides. I do think McCarthy puts something into that. Like, well, we can't tell anybody what we're doing. We've got to be careful with the injury report because we don't want anybody to think this. Like, he is a little bit like that. They, they teased all week that Michael Gallup was going to return on Monday yeah. night, and that didn't happen. Um, so call that gamesmanship if you want. But I truly think the Cowboys don't 
know. And and they, they don't know. They don't want Dak to rush himself. Miss me with the like Cooper rush, whatever. Still, you know, we all know that's silly. Uh, that's the only bummer of this like good time is that like you got all, whoa, I don't know, man. Cooper rush, like just enough. Um, Sean McCoy last night tweeted out, uh, and I quote tweeted, you know, kind of stoked the flames a little bit here. What was it? I'm trying, he shady tweeted out, Jerry Jones was right. I think there's a new QB in Dallas, anyway. <laughs> um, but I mean, so I. Ian Rappaport noted, obviously you get the Sunday like news dumps from the national insiders, like emptying out the weekly notebook. And Ian Rappaport noted that Dak could return week six against the Eagles at the earliest. Um, so again, I, I think they're at this place where like he could play, like it, it could happen if, if it really had to, but it is a matter of like, you know, how much can you control? How much can you grip? How, how, how hard can you go? How much can you press? And the fact that they're winning right now means that they don't they don't have to stretch this thing. They could they could lose to the Eagles and still win the NFC East, right? Like I mean, we know the way this whole thing goes. They have the Commanders on Sunday afternoon. I mean, you, you talked about the sacks. PFF had them with 35 quarterback pressures on Monday night. 35. And they get to play Carson Wentz on Sunday. I mean, so like we I we're going to pick the games, but I think we both think the Cowboys are going to win that game. So if you're 3 and 1, I mean, you really you we said this a week ago. We said, "Man, they bought themselves some time." And we kind of thought that was the end of the rope. So I think that they've earned the luxury of being patient with Dak. I think if they can get to that Eagles game, I think that's a huge victory. And if he comes back and he plays and he wins, obviously the narrative takes off and it's a wild story and it upsets Eagles fans all over the place. Um, but I, I think they're just, they're seeing how it goes. They Like you can't measure with any sort of scan or MRI or whatever x-ray what his grip strength is, right? Like you have to completely and totally trust Dak on that. And they obviously trust him, but he's also somebody who's going to push himself. And we've seen that in the past. Also just the element too, of him not looking great when he was healthy in week one. Like, what do you, how do you know, how do you like factor that into the decision here? And I mean, obviously um, he's the starter so far when he's healthy, but uh, it's like, like how, how confident can you really be that it isn't going to bother him when he was struggling when he was healthy. You know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at there? Like it's just a weird. Layer. I mean, but that's like you have that question with every player. How confident are you that Michael Gallup's going to be 100% coming back from a torn ACL? You know what I mean? Like you you trust it. You trust the player. You trust your medical staff and your medical evaluations. And yeah, so, but it's like this is directly impacting his ability to like do. Well, the you got to like watch him throw some thing. passes. Like you know what I mean? That's that's the whole like you know kitten caboodle here. I mean, so I don't think I, he's obviously not playing on Sunday against Washington, although they had kind of floated that out um, again in, in the, the last few weeks of, of silly talk on the radio. But that's why I thought like I thought Jerry was as, as, as reserved as he's been, you know, and as conservative as he's been in a realistic way, very uncharacteristic of Jerry Jones. He was kind of like he was really taking a victory lap after they beat the Bengals. Um, Jerry, for anyone who's unaware um, in, in the Cowboys, you know, tunnel, after the Cowboys enter the locker room, the first player to emerge or first person to emerge is Jerry. And Jerry goes and holds court with all the reporters on site, talks, gives updates, whatever. Then the locker opens. Then you go in, you talk to the players, you interview them, whatever. Uh, I'm serious. <laughs> and so, I know, but it's um, very, it's, it well, it's says very a Jerry. lot. Uh, it does. But so last week after the win against the Bengals, Jerry comes out and says, all right, I want to hear your score predictions. You know, there was a lot of like rubbing people's faces in it. That wasn't the case this week. They this really just kind of felt like a, a classic grinded out, you know, get the win performance that they were proud of. Um, I do think we, we, we haven't mentioned him yet. I do think Mike McCarthy deserves a lot of credit. I, I don't I mean, I understand that some people think he's, he's just like the, the butt of the joke and he's the meme and he's terrible. He doesn't do anything, whatever. They want to attribute all the coaching credit to Dan Quinn. I mean, like there's enough to go around like this is it really impressive. I, I mean, the Cowboys that I grew up watching, certainly the Jason Garrett Cowboys. 
they do not win these games. Like I, I'm, and we've seen Mike be this way in Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not trying to say like, oh, he's gone seven and seven without Dak Prescott. What a what a mark of achievement. But that that is unheard of around here. I mean, we everyone wrote them off two weeks ago, and and mm, since then he has found a, yeah he has found a way to dig in and get it done. You can make an argument that you know they they beat some lower quality teams. I I know the Bengals won last week, but we're all still kind of down on them. But I think that speaks to the NFL as a whole. Like, I mean, I saw, I think it was Connor Orr uh, from Sports Illustrated tweeted this on Monday night um, that he was having a conversation with somebody and that they said, yeah, I feel like there's only three good teams and everybody sucks right now. That's kind of the way it's like, yeah, I mean, so doing power rankings, I'm sure you, yeah, like, like, okay, let's, let's go through my top three just for, just for the sake of this quick activity. Dolphins, good team, undefeated. Uh, right. Beat the Bills in Buffalo, or no, sorry, in Miami. Still, uh, Bills, really good, best point differential despite losing. Eagles, okay, and then after that, like I have the Chiefs, they just lost to the Colts, and I have the Rams, like they haven't looked great. The Ravens, okay, but they, you know, they blew that game to Miami. Like you know, after that, you don't feel like amazing about any of those other teams in the top ten. I feel higher. Or I feel better about the Ravens than most people. I had them third. I, I have okay. Eagles, Bills, Ravens as my top three. Um, I still have the Chiefs four and the Dolphins five. But like to your point, like moving on, I have the Vikings seven. I'm really high on them. But you can poke holes in them, obviously, right? They're like, oh, they barely beat the Lions. Um, the yep. Packers. The, I, I actually dropped the Packers two spots, like not on purpose, but I just couldn't rank them higher than anybody else because I mean, like, how can you based off like and they went like their offense hasn't looked good at all. It's not just a matter of, of having a great performance, um, you know, or a poor performance rather last week against Tampa. And so that's where, like, I think of, you know, I know it sounds like a joke, like, oh, here come the Cowboys homers. They're all excited. The Cowboys are two and one. The Packers are two and one. And the Packers admittedly are still figuring out whether in Rodgers and without Devontae Adams. But like the Packers have the like nucleus of their roster. that They're going to be playing with this season. Cowboys are still getting a lot of people back. And. You know, that might not work out, but I think there is is very strong reason for optimism for the Cowboys. I do think the arrow is pointing up. But yeah, I mean, the the Cardinals, the Titans, the, the I mean, the Niners, the Niners look so bad right now. Like who who's a better team right now? The Niners like rank these these three teams for me and then we'll take a break. The Niners, the Broncos, the Cowboys. Mm. I will say, well, in my power rankings, I have the answer to that. I have the <laughs> Broncos at 10, the Cowboys Ew. at 11. Oh, my gosh. How? I know. I don't feel good Stupid. about it. But, like, look, like, who else am I putting there? You know, like, a lot of these teams aren't good. Um, uh, So, Broncos 10, Cowboys 11, and then I have the 49ers. I dropped them down to 14. It's a very, very top-heavy NFL right now. And I don't – I still don't know if I believe this in my own mind. Um. But it could be like I'm, I'm willing to entertain the like, well, they're all kind of working through their own preseason, right? Because the starters don't play in the preseason. This this is the ramp up period. Like we're going to start to see things take off. I don't know that I like fully buy that, but I buy it a little bit. Um, like I just I don't buy that the whole NFL just stinks now. You know what I mean? Like there, like there's got to be some explanation to, to justify why we're seeing everything that we're seeing across the league as a whole. Yeah, I mean. I uh, I think while your optimism about the Cowboys is somewhat justified, again, kind of a big uh, damper on top of the division potentially for you. Um, okay, let's take a break. And then uh, we're going to hand out an award for the first time that we're going to do every single week here on the mixtape. And then we'll get mm. to our week four preview and discussion.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. While we were gone, Brandon went and answered the door and he said that the person who uh, rang the doorbell was speaking in a different language. What language was that, BLG? We'll actually have the, the, the who was speaking at the door right here. I just have to take my headphones off real quick and, and get it. So you okay. have to feel fine for me. Okay. Um, I am very intrigued. Uh, there's a, oh, I see. He's getting a, is this a stuffed Pikachu? Is it's a Pikachu in the background? I saw this um, on Instagram, by the way, over the weekend. Uh, you were you were at what looked like um like a bar holding this Pikachu right. on on and and again on what looked like the dance floor uh with the Pikachu. Yes. Is that what happened? Oh, okay. we had so gone. So it, we'd gone to uh, my friend's like kind of going away party, uh, Zach. Uh, we'd gone to Dave and Buster's, and because I'm really good at this one game where it's kind of like a Tetris thing, really hard to describe here, I guess. But uh, you have to like hit a button to have it stop. Uh, and you need to keep stacking the tower on top of each other, but like you know, the thing moves fast, so you're trying to get it stop, so it sta- like lines up on that one, and then it goes again, and then stop again. So anyway, I'm really good at that, and I won a Pikachu, uh, and then we went to that place on the way home. So I mean, what was I supposed to do? Like I just, right, I, right. I, I was carrying it. I was like, so, yeah. So one New I Year's have. Eve, I, I want a stuffed dog, and I made my friend Kyle carry it because I didn't want it. I was like, mm. I'm gonna throw this away because uh, it was like a carnival game. Throw like it away. Well, he was like, I'll take, I, I play like, I pay like a dollar for the game. Oh, okay. um, and so he was like, and I, I have, it was like one of those like darts balloon thing. Um, I happened to win. It was his big dog. And he was like, I'll take it. He carried around that whole new year's Eve. Um, but, uh, an interesting question before we get to our award, but since you brought up the Pikachu, um, red version or blue version growing up. Uh, I think I mainly played red, but I had both. I mean, I had both too. Um, shout out to us and shout out to our families. But um, I was a red version purist. Charizard like, like, on the front. Yeah, if I had to pick one, I'm Team Red. Also, who's your starter? We got. We've talked um, about this before. I don't think uh, we've ever talked about this on the show. Um, we, so we've, we got Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. This says a lot about any, people, and we're, we're definitely interested in hearing some people's responses. I definitely have told you before because you're gonna be like, oh, you, you, you like made fun of me for it. It's obviously uh, Bulbasaur uh you were the per- like that's what's proven to be the most like effective starter for the game that's stupid yeah that's, that's really right dumb. he's on twitter and instagram at brandon gotten please tell him how stupid that is uh charmander the best starter um everybody knows that um okay so we actually have two awards i told you about one of them but i have made another one up that i didn't want to tell you until we got here so the first war- award and Great. every week we would like people to tweet us their suggestions for who should win this this is the non-nfc east nfc east award so whoever around the NFL that is not a part of the NFC East that acted the most 
like a member of the NFC East. It can be a team. It can be a player. It can be a coach. It can be uh, an offensive coordinator smashing his tablet on the camera like Ken Dorsey. It can be anybody. But we're every week going to shout out somebody who isn't in the division and give them the non-NFC East, NFC East award of the week. Do you have any contenders on your belt? No, I told Mm. you I didn't. (laughs) My... Well, that means I single-handedly get to award um, the award out. The NFC East um, has been full of a lot of people, a lot of them obviously part of the Cowboys, who have massively disappointed and been jokes in some ways, uh, again, across the division. Brandon Staley. Mm. Brandon Staley. Miss me with all – like, fine. You want to hype up Justin Herbert? Go crazy. Like, he's amazing. His arm's amazing. Go go off, Justin Herbert. But Brandon Staley had an all-time choke job against the Jaguars. And – took no accountability for it oh yeah justin justin wanted to be out there in the fourth quarter down 30 to 10 i don't yeah i don't know he's got like shattered ribs but i mean he, he wanted to be out there so like what was i supposed to do no like i'm so out on brandon staley i tweeted this uh, as the cowboys were wrapping up monday night dan quinn head coach of the los angeles Chargers in 2023 hmm uh should have been doug peterson as we once said we once said that time. Yeah. uh okay I'm that really was, going to get into the Chargers here on the NFC East mixtape. No, but wait, it's just a, a sidebar sort of thing. So that is the award. The other award uh, will expire. You'll understand when. Um, but um, every week, because Survivor is back, we didn't mention mm. that last week, we're going to hand out the immunity idol, immunity <laughs> necklace for somebody who is void of criticism within the okay, NFC East. Somebody, somebody who played so well that they get the immunity necklace for a week. This is yeah. individual immunity, not tribal immunity. Um, so, you know, unless we want, actually, we could kind of go like tribal and, and consider like a position group or something mm. like that. I'm open to, to your ideas. It's fun here. to do the single person. Okay. Individual immunity um, until Survivor is over, which is usually around Christmas time uh, when they start the season at this point. Um, so who deserves the first individual immunity award of the season within the NFCs? I think I'm in between Hertz and Devontae Smith. I mean, Devontae was excellent. Uh, might actually end up being nfc offensive player of the week i'm not sure if there was someone who i'm missing who would be over him but um yeah it's either him or hurts right what would you say i think it has to be Devontae. i, okay. I mean like and that's not to slide we've just seen it from hurts before like the I, expect- yeah, I don't even think this was hurts best game of the season that's what i'm yeah, saying like, like the, yeah. the expectation has has risen for hurts and so okay. like he wasn't bad by any stretch obviously he was very good but like we've seen you be great now so now we expect you to be great Week in and week out. So uh, congratulations are in order uh, to Devontae Smith, the first winner of the Individual Immunity Award here on the NFC East Mixtape. Um, do you have any words on behalf of Devontae, Brandon? I just think that, you know, going back to the offseason, there was a lot of uh, – I was excited for Devontae, but also was wondering what his volume would look like in terms of, you know, A.J. Brown is here and getting a ton of targets. Dallas Goddard still here. I thought he might finish third in targets. He's actually played the most snaps of any Eagles uh, pass catcher in every game this year, so uh, more than A.J. Brown. So that's that's a nice little thing. And obviously, I think it's going to rotate throughout the season in terms of, you know, there's going to be a big Goddard game. It's going to be a big A.J. Brown game again. That, that stuff's going to be, you know, there's going to be some cycling to that, all of that. But this week, it was Devontae Smith's career game. He looked excellent, and uh, it was nice. It was nice to see that. You know, it's a nice little reminder that he's a very, very good player. Let's pick some games. We have three across the NFC East this week because we have two teams squaring off against one another. We'll start with the most insignificant of them. Um, I thought Daniel Jones looked okay. Like, he looked athletic, Mm. but he did not look like a great passer. Um, By the way, I don't know if you know this. Saquon Barkley has played in seven games against the Dallas Cowboys, and he has lost all of them. Um, So, Although he's looking better, obviously. He is back to some extent. 
I mean, sure, but like this, okay, cool. But like, ima- imagine like if you took uh, somebody with the second overall pick and then lost seven games in a row with them to mm-hmm. one of your top division rivals. Like, that's a really bad look. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't look. care. You like, what's a position. bad look, RJ? This, like, as someone rooting for the Cowboys to lose last night, which, by the way, I hate how this was like a conversation. Like, obviously, the Eagles should be rooting for the Giants to win. The Giants uh, are not. Yeah, you, you hit me up about this. Yeah. Okay. It's just very frustrating. It's like, it's very straightforward that. Like it's oh, but, but like I don't care about the Giants being undefeated. Still, the losses are going to come. <laughs> like right. they're they're not good. Anyway, um, what's done is done. Kenny Galladay now being Mister like oh, they're like, oh, complaining dude. and then having that drop he did at one point in the game. Like, dude, all time stone cold loser. Like, shut up. Like, you have no right to say anything. Like, you should be voted off the island. Like, like get don't oh. play him. Get him out of here. We should vote someone off every week too. If I'm we're going to hand out a community award. Kenny Galladay off. Total loser. I'm I picked you. him as my most underrated player. Terrible job by me. He's a freaking stone cold loser that guy and Giants need to get rid of him honestly. Whatever they can get for him, I would take at this point. Like I know it's like it's it's bad after they signed him to this big deal, but like he is not part of the solution and he's a loser. Get him out of there. Trayvon Diggs caught more passes from Daniel Jones on Monday night than Kenny Galladay. So just um, worth mentioning. Uh, but speaking of the Giants, they will be hosting the Chicago Bears this week. Um, it's a noon kickoff, kind of a blah game. Um, mm. I'm going to pick the Giants. I don't feel great about it, but I just feel that badly. Um, you talked about an L on your behalf with Kenny Galladay. <laughs> like, I'm, I mean, like, I've taken the L. Like, I, all right, like. I was wrong about Justin Fields. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to relitigate this a thousand times. Um, they're so bad. They're they're like, I would watch football no matter what, but they they make me think about it. You know what I mean? They made me think about not watching it. Um, so I would take the Giants over the Bears. They get to three and one. Yeah, I was st- sharing a stat with you and stats uh, about like how his com- expected completion percentage was like negative 23.5. So like, his expected completion was something like 70 and his actual was whatever, 40, whatever the math is there. Like, Justin Fields sucks, man. He is terrible. Maybe, maybe he puts it together in the future one day. But like right now, and I don't buy that, by the way. I'm not certainly counting on that. But right now, like unequivocally, he freaking sucks. He's the worst play. He's the worst starter in the NFL. He is. Like he is that bad. He's they can even Cooper Rush or Justin Fields. Huh? Cooper Rush or Justin Fields. I mean, if you're talking about, am I trying to win a game today? I'm taking Cooper Rush. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's that's the point. Like you got to start yeah. a game today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyone? I'm taking Justin, anyone over him, basically. Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz. Yes, because he is mm. terrible. He can't even pass the ball. Like they don't even trust him to throw the football. It's like Tim T. It's literally Tim Tebow levels of not trusting him to throw the football. Like he is terrible. So yes, I will take the Giants to win. All right, uh, you took the Giants to win uh, against the. Not the Titans. Um, they, um, who did they beat in week two? I already forgot. Goodness gracious. Um, who did the Giants beat in week two? The uh, the the Panthers. Oh, my gosh. We're the only person yeah. who took the Giants to beat the Panthers. Um, so, um, you know, Giants getting a little bit more popular. Um, I guess we'll save the all-NFC East game. Eagles, Jaguars, we already kind of touched on it. Doug Peterson, not just Doug Peterson. This game's in Philly for anyone who didn't know. Um, so Doug Peterson coaching as the visiting head coach in a stadium that he has a statue of himself built uh, outside. That was a really yep. weird way to put that sentence together. Um, you said the line is seven. I will definitely take the points no matter what. Let's see if um, it's shifted. But yes, it opened at seven. I, um, Zeke Elliott, by the way, just tweets out Cooper Clutch. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, wow, really needed to bring that up. It's it's since since shifted down to six and a half. I'll still take the points, but um I think the Eagles win. 
but th- this is this is one of the roadblocks, right? Like if they, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be like, oh no, the Eagles are in trouble. But if if they get through this th- this next three weeks, this this is a very different three weeks in the last two weeks. Jaguars sure. at Arizona, like you, we've kind of talked about, sneaky tough place to play in in the right circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Dallas. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll take the Eagles to win, but I'll take the points. Same. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick on that. It's just a lot of points, man. Six and a half is a lot. And I, I think there's absolutely going to be like, do you remember the video that the Jags tweeted after they blew out the Colts? Like, I don't know if you saw that, but they tweeted that out. And players like love Dougie P. Like, even the game ball, like everyone's like, yeah, and they're jumping around in the locker. And like people are the Jags players are going to want to get this win for him. They're going to want to make it a game. Like, I think that's absolutely a real factor. And it's not like where with Carson Wentz. There may have been some guys are still buddy buddy with him, and you saw that like pregame, Fletcher Cox and other guys were like hanging out with him. But I'm sure there's some guys there at, and like as we always say, more than one thing can be true. They're like, I want to stick it to this guy who wanted out and like thought he was too good and wasn't the best teammate. That's not the case with Doug. Like no one is feeling like we have yeah, to no, show nobody, Doug nobody like hates him, right? Yeah, like um, what did he do? He he wanted to stay and they fired him. I, uh, so I, I definitely don't think it's like a revenge game from the Eagles side of it at all. Um, so I, 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 yeah, same thing. I'll take the Jags to cover. I think it's going to be a close game, but the Eagles will pull it out. I actually think this is a revenge game the, the reverse way. Like, if there's one L that Howie Roseman has taken recently, it was firing Doug Peterson, right? You know, that that's kind of the one thing that Hard I think to say you it's can, an L, but but you, but you can you can look back and be like, that was the one thing. It's like, dude, Howie, you should have chilled out a little bit more. You know what I mean? Uh, whereas like the Wentz thing, you're right. Like all the I hate these word momentum, but like all the momentum was like drag him. Like he, he sucks. Like he 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 bad talked us, whatever. Where it's like now, it's like oh, dude, like this guy might have been right. You know, like <laughs> like that's that's the like real struggle here uh for me i will say um i, I wanted to say this on the mixtape i didn't want to tweet it out because I, I wanted the eagles audience to hear wow. it on bgn radio exclusive content here i have been critical of jason kelsey in the past i think yeah. he would be so awesome to root for if i was an eagles fan like he he would he must be like a dream uh. player to root for because he like embraces everything i thought it was so cool honestly you mentioned the like when's bad blood how he swapped jerseys with him like, I, I can't imagine there was a long list of dudes or a long line of dudes waiting to do that. But, like, I think that's really cool for Jason Kelsey, even if he only did that for Carson's benefit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if he was mm. like, hey, man, Carson's, like, at the lunch table by himself. Like, no well, one's watching this. Um, but still, like, it, it would be very easy for Kelsey to, like, stick with the mob and, and hate Carson. You know what I mean? The way everybody else is. I thought that was a really high character thing for him. I don't want to read too much into it, but. So shout out to Jason Kelsey, not immunity idol uh, status, but still good moment for him. I finally watched Kelsey's podcast with his brother, Travis, but uh, very, it seems very, very good funny. from the clips I've seen. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they join us on the mixtape. Who knows? Um, oh, you know what? He's it's like an NFC Easter and an AFC Wester. They have that mm. like silly little mixtape uh, here at SB Nation. But anyway, no one, knows, uh, no one knows about that one. The Cowboys hosting the commanders Sunday afternoon. Um you know, noon kickoff, first noon kickoff of the season for the Cowboys. They opened as three-point favorites. That was earlier today. I'm double-checking to make sure that it has not changed. Um, it is uh, three points still Dallas. Okay. It's the games in? Uh, where do you it's say? It's in T-Stadium, baby. Okay. I mean, what did I just say about the Cowboys going up against the Giants? Like, what did I say mm-hmm. about that? It was about the pass rush. Well, how can you possibly feel good about Washington's offensive line? Which, you know, they were kind of in a tough spot. They lost Chase Roulier. That's not ideal. Um, and in addition to that, um, Sam Cosme, the right tackle, got banged up in the Eagles game. Like, they're just – they don't they don't have the juice right now up front, and that's going to be a big problem. 
And what did I say about Carson Wentz, baby? I was like, you can set your watch to him fumbling. He's absolutely going to fumble at some point. And sure enough, he did it twice at 69 times. Not so nice now in 88 career games. So why would I possibly put any faith in Washington to hold up in that regard? It's not even about just Carson Wentz. I like Watch this. Try this one on for size. I think Carson Wentz didn't uh, get the most help he could have gotten against the Eagles. There was, there was some, like, high leverage drops like third down like key plays terry mclaurin had a ball go through his hands Jahan dotson dropped the pass i think that would have set up like first and goal and um the offensive line was obviously bad in a lot of ways now of course carson wentz like does absolutely bears responsibility for a number of those sacks and uh he's also very bad when it comes to pocket presence so i'm not trying to take away blame from him at all he was really bad but uh i just don't see how he's going to get any help here moving forward and I will take the Cowboys pass rush over Washington. And so you're taking Cowboys minus three, though? You're giving the points? Easily, yeah, easily, yeah. Interesting that you would easily get the points when you took the points for the Commanders against the Eagles last week. Well, I mean, I didn't know Washington's offensive line mm. and, and was going to be this bad. It's mm. terrible right now. Interesting. I would take the Cowboys and give the points. Um, so I think we – so we'll have then, by our prediction, a 4-0 and team next week and two 3-1 and teams. Who, who would have thought? The NFC Beast is back. The Beast. You know why they call it that? Because it's like really good. Oh. Nice. Um, anything else you want to say before we leave? Anything else? Um, uh, what, September 27th? So just a little bit over a month from Halloween. Big fall guy over here. You know, mm-hmm. I like my... Big trips, mm-hmm. <laughs> other things, uh, but yeah, looking forward to the fall, Halloween, all that good stuff. Birthdays coming up. Your birthday's coming up too, right? Yeah, you're the 18th, right? I mean, yeah, October? we don't have to dox myself here, but yeah, I mean, sure, yeah, whatever. I mean, all right, look, people want to right. be happy birthday. That's all. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's we're cool. not giving out your social, you know. So um, not yet, at least. No, that's the uh, next we, Eagles Cowboys bet. <laughs> we almost <laughs> gave something away, by the way, a few episodes ago. That was mm. completely Brandon's fault. So we uh, do have to come up with an Eagles Cowboys bet, but maybe we should uh, let some people make some suggestions ahead of that. Yeah, you know? we have enough time. We have a, a few yep. weeks to your point. So on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon Gotten, on Twitter and Instagram at RJ Ochoa, you got a lot of homework, people. All right, tell us who the non NFC East, NFC East person should be next week. Tell us who should win the immunity idol next week within the NFC East. That is only, that's exclusive to the NFC East. And then tell us what we should do as far as Cowboys Eagles bets um, and uh, you know what's going to happen. So, Brandon, as we leave, um, tell us something nice about New York. No, I would. I don't want to do that. Definitely not. Okay, tell us something nice about. Um, tell us. There isn't anything nice about New York. Name three random states. They've got pizza. Random states. Okay, we used to do this. Remember, we used to we were trying to come up with like state of the week at one point. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, three random states. I'm gonna go with Alaska. Ah, uh, it's not get... random. That was super. It's low hanging fruit. What are you talking okay. about? How's that not random? It's at the beginning of the like order alphabetically, and it's Is off on true? its own. It's super. It's low hanging. It's literally low hanging fruit. Alaska. No, so that's Al- one. Alabama would be ahead of it, right? Uh, it, it would be, but it's. I said it's near the beginning. Of oh, the I it's first. No. All right. Well, then forget Alaska for whatever reason. I'm going to go Wisconsin. Ah. Is that random enough for you? Yeah, that's good. I'll go Rhode Island. Uh, really also cliche for your oh name. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, I thought like, oh, I need a random state. Let me come up with the smallest one. Oh, yeah. No, Rhode Island. It's random. Of, okay. All right. Wisconsin, 
I'm going to go uh, New Mexico, and okay. I'm going to go with uh, New Hampshire. That's a truly random state. Well done. <laughs> <laughs>